Good evening and welcome to Fireside Chat number 51. It's our special one. It's the last one of the year. Uh, we are taking a small break after this one as well and giving you a break as well. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I am Mash and I'm here with Sandro and, and Jose. We are founders of Codurance. The Fireside Chats as a concept came about because we often talk about all sorts of things. So if you're new to this, it's basically us voicing our opinions on topics that are re very relevant to us as uh, managing directors for Codurance. Uh, but also for the software um, development and software industry in general. So we thought, well, why don't we record these? Because I'm sure other people would like to hear uh, what we we are saying. And also, it'll be good to hear from others as well. So with that, we have a, we stream this live every Tuesday evening uh, uh, around 7 o'clock UK time. And uh, you're welcome to join. You can join on YouTube um, or LinkedIn or, or Twitter. Um, and uh, particularly on YouTube, you can leave comments on all of them. But particularly on YouTube, we can actually reply back directly to you as well. Um, so, so yeah, um, as, so let's introduce the topic. We actually had the topic suggestion uh, from Marina on Twitter. And she asked us to talk about uh, how to create a successful feedback culture and do performance reviews. The idea being that, you know, we are nearing the end of the year, the new year, or we are looking forward to the new year, but also we are retrospecting. And often this time uh, is the season for, for salary and performance reviews as well, because generally uh, companies end their financial cycles often at the end of the year. So they do a lot of reviews. They combine that with salary and performance reviews as well. So it's quite a um, a apt topic. It's is um, is quite suitable for this time. So so we thought, well, why not? We've been doing our reviews as well. Um, so why not why not talk about that a bit more? So who wants to start? How do you create a successful feedback culture? Jose, you start. Okay. So uh, I will start with what do we mean by successful feedback culture, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, for me, a, a few things that make it successful. No, I'll, I'll go first for the success part. Uh, it is you know you get this um, feedback that allows you to grow and to improve. Yeah, either individually or you know as a team or as a company even, right? And uh, that's sadly not the case. Yeah, uh, many times like people confuse that constructive feedback with just venting, no, or or moaning or whatever, right? So for me, there is a component of really helping to grow the person, uh, etc. Not just saying things because you want to get it out of your chest yeah um and then it the other aspect of it i would say is that it actually gets acted on yeah uh, so it's not only a way for people to receive that etc but also uh, people uh, act on it and and really improve which is the the other part so when and now i go into the cultural aspect right and for me 
creating a successful culture is a culture where those behaviors or the behaviors that are associated with this kind of stuff are happening uh, all the time. People actually live uh, those things. And I would say they, uh, they, their behaviors represent this kind of values around uh, transparency and helping people grow and, and providing really, you know, creating a, an environment where that can thrive. You know? uh, so that would be my definition of, of what a successful <laughs> FIFA culture looks like. Uh, what do you guys think? Let's, let's start there because we may have some. Well, so so I wonder if we had some similar conversations in the past. Uh, but the, on, I, I agree with your definition. I agree like uh, with the culture. So I, I don't think that anyone would say, uh, no, we should not have a, a feedback culture. Right, I think that everyone normally would say yes. We should have a great feedback culture. Everyone wants to have feedback, but I, when we get to implementing that, is where when it goes to the details of how to create that, is where things normally don't go so well. And we tried like many times. I think that we we it's difficult to say like, do we have a feedback culture? It depends with whom. I think that is more like. There is one thing that is systemic, and there are something that is a bit more on an organic uh, way. For example, some people you feel more, far more comfortable to give feedback or to receive feedback; others not so much. So, so there are in the systemic ones. Normally, they tend to be a bit more transactional as well. For example, when people have a systemic way to do feedback, is because they have a review or, or a salary or performance review or salary review. So. Although I agree with that a healthy feedback culture is important, I normally struggle with the actual implementation and how people are comfortable in providing and receiving feedback. So. Uh, to back backtrack a little, um, I'd like to uh, to go back to the reasons as well, by the way. Because I think, Jose, you took a very individual perspective and it's often the perspective that gets taken. But having done uh, feedback uh, and performance reviews for our senior management team, what was, at least, uh, when Sandra and I did that together, at least for me, what was at the actually more important even, of course, want the people to grow, I want the people to be, you know, um, to understand how things went and expectations alignment and all these kind of things. And they are a good benefit, but that wasn't the exact reason. The main reason is what we are looking forward to for the company next year. And there are certain ways that things happen. So it wasn't, I mean, of course, individuals all have contribution to them and we did the individual feedbacks, but actually what we were looking at more so was moving forward. Moving forward, what are the things that we want our people, uh, individuals, and as a team to be to be um, prioritizing? What are the lessons that we want to take forward, um, and not repeat some of the mistakes that we made this year? So it was more a forward-looking, but in order to look forward, you have to understand where you are, and that feedback to me that was like a primary. Uh, reason for, for the review cycles. And secondary is, of course, uh, all the individuals need to be, um, you know, they need to understand how 
everyone else thought. And that we can talk about that and how we collated that kind of thing, those feedback from the rest of the companies as well as ourselves. But I think that's an important part to add is that you don't do these kind of feedbacks and reviews just looking back at individual development. Often they are, or actually in, primarily, they are a mechanism for us to improve as a team, as an organization. So th this is the, the, the I know I'm even asking now Marina, because I know that she is on the chat, like if there is any perspective she would like us to cover. Because like one, one thing that I struggle with this topic is because it's so broad. So for example, we, we might be thinking, uh, so in two sides, like there is the person giving the feedback and the person receiving the feedback, yeah? So what do they want the feedback for? Right, so when you are providing the feedback, what is your intention with the feedback? What is your intention in providing that feedback? And when you are receiving the feedback, what is your intention in receiving the feedback? Also, did you ask for the feedback yourself? Or is that a process where people are forced, not forced, but like people are asked. The feedback will find you. Right? Because like for me, like, uh, all of those things are very different, right? So uh, I might give feedback to people for different reasons uh, or, it, or, or if it's part of a process, for example, what I can give feedback to people as part of a process. There is a review or a performance or salary review or whatever, and I was asked to give feedback about someone. So I didn't volunteer that I was asked, and I will, I will contribute and I'll give my perspective. Another thing completely different is when I... Uh, by my own uh, initiative, I decide to go to someone and provide them a feedback, which are very different things. And I'm and, and, and the, in the latter case, I might have different reasons for providing the feedback when it was not asked. Yeah. So, no, there is the third case is the person asked me directly, right? So there is a, a part of a, a, a process in the company where I'm asked to give feedback from some to someone. And that, in my opinion, will be used uh, to, well, to measure the, pe the person's performance or salary or whatever. That is, this is scenario that is a systemic kind of uh, process. Another one that I, I volunteered, I went to someone and gave the feedback. And then there is a scenario when someone came directly to me and say, hey, I would like your feedback in this thing I've done. So those are for me very different scenarios. And, and, and the receiving person is almost the same. I receive feedback through a mechanism from the company or because someone just came to me and gave me feedback out of the blue or I actually deliberately went and asked for feedback from someone. So for me, those three things are completely different. I don't know what you guys think. I don't want to expand too much or take more time. I Hey, uh, okay, so, so I understand, yeah, but uh, we've actually done something in the past, I think, around feedback as well, and I think it would be good to to stick to uh, the the cultural aspect of of this stuff that we're talking about, and I'll, I'll explain a bit, uh, elaborate a, a bit more, right? When when I think about culture, I use this definition now of like a change uh, model of of the iceberg kind of thing, right? You have at the tip of, of the thing, you have the artifacts. These are the things that people can see around uh, about the culture. Things like performance reviews, yeah, or no, like the, those those uh, 
active instrument no, that you have or post-its on the wall or whatever it is that you know people are, are using no then you have the values or the spouse values yeah and then you have the unchallenged uh, assumptions or the, the the limiting beliefs no or the beliefs that the organization has about how it's supposed to to work right and all these things that you're mentioning for me they're talking to different points in that not structure, but the, the those elements of culture, right? When you're talking about performance, or when you're talking about um, uh, I mean, surveys or whatever, those are all that, those are artifacts, right? Or, or processes put in place. Those are the top thing, right? When you talk about uh, we value transparency, we value growth, etc. You know, you should uh, this kind of stuff. You are then in the middle layer, and then at the bottom. Yeah, you have things like, oh no, you shouldn't give feedback uh, to, you know, your boss, right? Or you don't give feedback uh, in front of other people, or whatever, right? It, that are not necessarily things that people talk about, but they, those are acquired behaviors that that people, have, including things like, you know, I should ask for feedback, right? It's good for me to ask for feedback when I uh, do this thing because it's the way to grow and so on, right? And Depending on where you are, right, it's easier if people have those beliefs already ingrained. Now, if someone comes to you and asks for feedback genuinely, yeah, now they're not asking for a pat in the back. Yeah, they're asking for feedback because they want to improve, etc. You you kind of go into the deepest level of, of that culture, yeah, than if you force the feedback through uh, some kind of mechanism, not the organizational uh, level. Right. So I guess a, a big challenge there is how do you get those things ingrained into the deepest levels of the organization or the group or, you know, in, individuals in general. Right. And how do you affect uh, that change no, uh, that you're looking for? Because, yes, you can start at the artifacts, but we all know that you can have performance review that are worth nothing. Right. Um, it's it's an instrument. No, it's a little bit like a, a spoon. You can use a spoon to. You know, it depends they, on the intention that you're using it with. No, you can use a spoon to to eat dessert, but you can also use it to you know poke someone else's eye. No, it's 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 a bit like you can misuse it, right? So mm -hmm. what do you what do you think, Matt? Um, uh, speaking about, I, I think it's a, it's a good thing to start off with that you know where it's quite a common thing where people ask for feedback frequently of each other and even their their managers and even managers asking feedback from from other people right the problem here is that the we we had this uh, where there's a lot of we, we used to do our performance reviews purely based on peer feedback and although we created a, we thought we created a good atmosphere where people could share these things and, and the importance of providing good quality feedback, it more often than not turns into a bit for a political exercise. You know, it's, you, you, you have peers who are at the ready to kind of pat, their peers at in in the back because they know that if I do that, then I will also get patted in the back, right? You have 
peers that are often thinking about they're not thinking less about team goals and and how people are contributing to those team goals but rather than but rather social kudos and social things right you get people who are speaking to their line manager uh, and telling them what they want to hear um, so you get a lot of this this kind of these kind of dynamics which which are i mean it's just human nature you know and often what happens is that the actual constructive aspects of feedback start getting uh drowned out you know mm -hmm. there's too much of backpatting going on for that one thing someone said about you know you're not doing this thing well you know what i mean so th this is the the the, the challenges uh, i was asking uh, marina uh and and salva also wrote a few things in there like what we want feedback for because like this distinction is very important so, sometimes people just want reassurance they don't really want feedback they want reassurance they want just someone to come in and say hey you are doing really good uh, good job and they would be very disappointed when someone says, in fact, now that you are asking, or <laughs> so I think there are many areas that you should improve and, and here are a few examples. Uh, and then the, the, some, some people don't take that well. And so, so for me, like um, most people, when you ask them, like, why do you need, why do you want feedback? The most common answer is because I want to improve. I want to know if I'm doing a good job. I want to know if I'm alive, but there is also an expectation that that feedback is positive. So, so, so they want the feedback to improve, but they want that to be, no, you are doing already a great job. Maybe you do this, you could improve a bit, but it's, it's still on the positive side, you know, like, no, you're doing everything good, but this bit in here, you could just keep doing that and then evolve. Uh, but they not always are expecting to say, look, I don't think that you're having a, a good performance uh, or, for example, maybe the way that you are interacting with the teams is not ideal, or you dropped that ball the other day, and I think that you didn't behave well after you did that, and so on and so forth. Some people don't expect that because they have an expectation. Everyone thinks, most people will think that they are doing a good job, right? And they expect the feedback to match their expectation. So, so then there is like the challenge of receiving the feedback, but a, a, an even bigger challenge is to give that feedback. Because most people, when we, we have a discussion about feedback, the vast majority of the people will put themselves in, a, in the position of the person receiving the feedback. Everyone wants to say, hey, I want feedback. I want more people to give me feedback so I, I improve. But very rarely they put themselves in a position of the person giving the feedback, because this is really difficult. To go to someone and really say what you think about what they do, it's not an easy thing to do. And they themselves, they say, look, I want feedback more often. I want more people to come to me and, and give feedback. And I said, like, how often do you go to someone and give the feedback? And then that's where the excuses start. No, but I don't have the time to give feedback to everyone, or I don't feel comfortable to give feedback to everyone. Uh, I'm not sure it's my place to give feedback to some people. 
but they feel that is everyone everyone has the time to give them feedback everyone feels comfortable to give them feedback everyone is their place to give them. so this is where the mismatch is quite often you know the actually Salva is saying constructive feedback for me is is always positive is the way that you can learn and grow actually there's an important part in there because we often say positive and negative feedback and that in itself like says well somehow positive feedback is superior to negative feedback and i try not to use that those words i mean there's not a great word for positive but like something like encouraging and negative to be constructive right but the, it's the feedback if it's done the, they are both there to provide if the feedback is there to provide you with uh encouragement regardless of what kind it is it's good positive feedback and i totally totally um agree with uh with salva there coming to your point around uh people not having the time wanting feedback themselves but not having the time to give it to others i i sometimes i i, I am a bit baffled on why it's such a why people complain that they don't get feedback uh why i mean that in itself i'm sure like if i go to everybody and say why why do you do your job they don't say i do my job because then i get feedback positive or negative right so why do people say i don't get feedback right why do they complain and i i think there are many reasons behind that but i think primarily as you said they're looking for for validation they're looking for encouragement and those things themselves are not bad so but when people ask for oh i'm not getting enough feedback they should qualify it a bit more are they looking for recognition are they looking for encouragement uh, or are they truly looking for uh, feedback that allows them to course correct to to improve this is why this is an area that for people that know me well and you both know me well um uh, know that I struggle with. I, I struggle with, with this topic because I cannot remember a single time in my career where I complained that I didn't receive feedback. So because normally the way I, I perceive this, the feedback is valuable to me, right? So I, 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 I for example, if I really, if I truly believe that I want feedback so that I can improve, that I can correct certain things. So then, normally that, that feedback has value to me and I take ownership of that. So every now and again, when I, even up until today, right? So when we go to a meeting or we conduct certain things and I feel that I'm not entirely sure if I behaved well, if I made a good decision or if I, Anyway, uh, did something that I probably shouldn't. If, I, if I'm in doubt, I will immediately ask the people that I trust because not everyone is suitable to give you feedback about everything, right? So I'll go to the, for example, certain things I'll go to both of you and say, look guys, like I'm, I did that. I'd like to know what, what you think or how do you think I behave in that meeting or I dealt with that specific problem. 
other things or ask other people because you would not be you you don't have the context or even the skills to give me feedback on something else but but i will always take that responsibility when i'm thinking about i want the feedback so that i improve i will take the lead and very rarely you find people saying because a different problem is to say like i've been asking for feedback for a long time and i don't get that's a very different problem but most people don't even ask for the feedback but complain that they don't get and they never give feedback either and this is for me what's the challenges of creating a culture uh, of feedback when everyone is just expecting to receive feedback all the time but not giving okay but going to the i by the way i i agree you can uh, qualify better what kind of feedback and it's let's say if if you want to start creating a, a, a successful culture of feedback, start by encouraging people to ask for feedback themselves. Yeah, forget about training people on how to. Uh, no, no, that comes later, right? Like uh, teaching people how to provide good feedback. That's that's another skill, right? But if you want to really focus on something, focus on people asking for feedback. Right, like that's mm -hmm. the that's the first thing. Well, you know, because you can always filter, right? So if you're asking for feedback and someone gives you crappy feedback uh, because they don't know how to be better, how to do better feedback, you can still guide them, right? It's like, oh, I think it was shit. Okay, why? Well, part like we, we, you know, how would you have done it differently? What is it that you now you can still kind of guide them if you are really interested in what they have to say, right? Um, but if you don't go and ask and someone comes to you and says, oh, this was crap, no? Then you have a, you're going to have a Or problem. even even worse, they say, I've got some feedback to give. Exactly. I, <laughs> exactly. No? So, so that's point number one. However, how do you encourage that, right? And this is something that I, I feel is, is interesting because, again, we there's two aspects that, that you mentioned there, Sandro, that I, that I personally use. One is, I ask for feedback a lot, not only from um, you know you guys, but but also you know pe the people that I work with, clients, uh, you know everyone, and you know people can attest to this, right? Um, then what does again? I I do want to know. It doesn't mean that I'm going to act on the feedback. It doesn't mean that I, I agree with the feedback, whatever. But I do make a point of you know listening to it and it, try to find. Uh, what I do want to take from that. No? The second thing is the, the list of the people that you will listen to, because this is another thing. You can't just be guiding your life completely based on what other people think, no? which is kind of, <laughs> what do you think about it? Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, you feel terrible. No, uh, it's kind of like you can't really do that. right? So building up that list of people that you would listen to, Either because they, you know, you respect them and respect their opinion, or because you know that they will tell you they'll be transparent and they don't. There's no, you know, they will tell you like it is, so to speak. No, or you know, because they know about a subject that you know a lot of, or because you know that they're good at giving feedback. Whatever it is, your that your criteria is whatever it is that that your criteria is. No, um, having that list, I think, is helpful. Because when you start hearing in the back, in the background, no, it's like, oh, this is coming up over and over, no, or you you have doubts, maybe I shouldn't have done this or whatever. Then you can go to that list and say, okay, let me let me go and check, no. 
and yeah. and you can use that. So those are quite this interesting. It's, it's like like uh, Marina, you were asking like, uh, what if? Uh, how about those who are looking for professional growth uh, only? Um, I don't know if you, sorry, because I, I cannot keep track of the entire chat or the, uh, at the time. But like, uh, so there are there is a difference uh, in asking for feedback and asking for advice. Those are also not the same thing. Yeah. So feedback for me is like about a thing that I've done. Yeah. So I've done something or I've been doing something and I want to know what someone thinks about that. And I normally might have a reason for that. Right. So I want one reason might be I want just to improve. I just want general feedback, or maybe I want to make sure that whatever I do, I think that uh, someone in the chat, I don't know if it was Marina or someone else, mentioned is, is like, or uh, Salva, I don't remember now, but like it's aligning your work. So, for example, the work that I'm doing, I'm, I'm putting so much effort into my work. Is it aligned to what is expected? Because this misalignment is quite uh, hurtful, painful to everyone, because like, you put a lot of work, think that you're doing a great, great job, but it doesn't meet someone else's expectation. So that feedback loop is important. So there is a feedback in, hey, what I'm doing, is it according to your expectation or the company's expectation, the team's expectation? That is one type of feedback. Another thing is say, like, look, is this like good enough what I'm doing? Is aligned, but is, is it, I want to improve. I, uh, what else can I do better? That's a different type of feedback. Yeah, so you are asking for feedback to improve the ways you work. For professional growth, that for me is now moving away from feedback to advice. So for example, there are there might be some people in the company that I would like to follow the footsteps of that person or the career ladder that that person took. So some people will be better placed than others to give you that advice. So I normally... What I do is, when I talk about my, when I think about my personal growth, my career progression, I look at people that are a bit far away or further away from where I am now in the direction that I want to go. And then when I go there, I ask for advice. So that's a different conversation. Look, this is how I'm leading my career. This is the kind of work that I do. This is the job that I have. I would like to do this in the future. What can you advise me? And that's a very, very different also kind of conversation. But right? I, I think feedback can also lead to growth, right? Because no, it can lead, but it's more the feedback is normally on on something that you've done, right? Yeah, yeah, it is, you know, mm -hmm. but I think what Marina said was that if I'm looking for professional growth and I want feedback, so for example, you know, I present something and I ask people maybe even more senior than me who are in the pre presentation listening. To say, okay, you know, you have a bit more experience. I would like to understand the the things that I did well, the things that I didn't well, you know, those kind of things. So that still leads to professional growth. And it is feedback. I mean, it's, you know, like there is almost a bit for, I, I understand what you mean. Like, you know, when you're asking for advice for your future and how to behave in future ways, that's advice. But the feedback could be related to, to the future growth as well, because you, you know you you expect uh, you you're trying to improve on the things that you're already doing. 
one one thing that uh, uh, I think Emmanuel was mentioning in the chat is uh, that he thinks that criticism and feedback are not exactly the the same thing, and I kind of disagree because and and also there was someone Salva was saying uh, it's difficult for me when people ask me for feedback uh, and they're not specific. Again, it's kind of disagree because the first thing when someone comes to me and says, "Hey." you know, um, I want you to give me feedback is, okay, what do you want feedback on? No, is it about the presentation? Is it about the work that you did? Whatever, right? And then you, again, you can also help them, even if they're not clear about what they're asking, you can help them uh, or guide them uh, towards something that you will be able to be constructive about, or you will be able to actually, you know, provide something that is useful to them, no? On the other uh, side, when it's a criticism, uh, that also tells you things, no? And you can go and, and scratch the surface of, of that and try to understand what is happening there, right? And this is there's another aspect we haven't touched on, which is who you are receiving feedback from can also, because the same feedback coming from someone that you don't have a problem with, <laughs> no? Uh, or animosity with, can, you can completely digest it as, oh, really? Oh, no problem. But, it, you know, if you have a bad relationship and someone is trying to you or, you know, you, somehow, you know, your boss is giving you feedback or, you know, an, an employee is giving you feedback, whatever it is that, that you, whatever relationship is, that also kind of taints a how you perceive that feedback independently of what they are saying now who is saying it is also uh, changing that right so sometimes you know you can interpret feedback as a criticism because of the <laughs> of that relationship no or, or that uh thing but it is on you to kind of like scratch the surface and get the stuff out and it may be that you start unpacking and uh, there's nothing there right it is just really, this is how this person is feeling and they're sharing it with me. Okay, great. And you decide whether you want to use that or not. Um, yeah. But but I feel like it does, there's no bad feedback. You know what I mean? Even if even if people don't know how to give you feedback, you can still make, I think, make the most. The, uh, I mean, we can, we can actually talk about receiving feedback. We talk about asking for feedback, but feedback is, the, especially constructive feedback, is not, easy to take and you have to really practice and grow those calluses because who likes being told that they're not doing a job well it's it's not that you would like it and i think it's important to manage uh those feelings in my personal view the older i got the better i got at receiving feedback I, the, when I was younger, I had an ego and a half, and I still get told by people how difficult a person I was to get constructive feedback because I just simply didn't believe it. I didn't want it. And and it, part of it is ego, but part of it is because the skill wasn't there to uh, to get that, to kind of take it on. You often... At least in my when I in my younger days, you just threw it back at the person in the sense of what do you know, type thing, right? And, but but because often they were not developers who were my managers, right? And there was there's always that thing as well, right? And uh, but like looking back in it, part of it is actually to do with are you ready? Was I ready to receive? To understand even some some aspects of what they were trying to tell me, 
And I think one is sensitivity, is that you have to grow those calluses and bring them in and take the try to take the emotion out of it because the emotion is there. And yes, it is the responsibility of the person providing the feedback as well to, to be as gentle as they can without losing the message, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry, go on, Sandra. No, no, sorry, Mesh. I don't know if you are finished or not. No, I was just going to say that we are gentle without losing the message. But on the other end, you also have to grow the calluses so that you're creating a bit of an emotional distance, a professional distance. You say, this thing is coming at me. It's the thing I did, and this will help me improve. I know that this is how that person thinks, but, you know, that that should be the secondary. The primary should be an objective view on what's what, what they are trying to tell me. Yeah, because like this is for me, like this is the other end. As I said, most every time the uh, discussions around feedback, most people will put themselves in the place of the person that wants to receive feedback. Very few people would put their, themselves in the place of the person that wants to give feedback. Yeah. So in, in the, the scenario that you were describing, Marish, like uh, for me, let's say, that is the, the normal process where you are asked by the company to give feedback from someone. I, I want I don't want to discuss that one. Yeah. I want to discuss when you decide to to give feedback to someone without being asked. Yeah. So this is a very difficult scenario, right? Everyone wants that to happen to them, some people to come randomly and give them feedback. Uh, but think about you going out of the blue and giving someone a feedback. So in that scenario, normally when you decide to do that, which is already not an easy thing, a natural thing to do, because it, you know, it, it, if you are doing that very rarely, you go there with an intention to give them kudos, because kudos is easy. Kudos, everyone feels, oh, I want to go there and give kudos for this person doing a good job, yeah? When you want to give feedback to someone out of the blue, normally you have a problem in mind that you want to resolve. That's why you are giving that feedback. One might be you are friends, yeah? So one scenario that I can think of, let's say uh, the three of us, we have a friendship relationship, not only a working relationship, yeah? So quite often, sometimes you want to give feedback to someone more on a friendly, uh, say, hey, you know what, mate, like the way that you... You behave in there, like try to be careful about the words that you use or how you tackle that problem. Maybe you came too strong uh, or, or something like that, right? So, but you come in and more like uh, really helping the person. You don't have anything to gain from it. This is this is really important. When you're giving some feedback to someone, are you giving that in a friendly manner where giving that feedback doesn't bring you any benefit? It's purely about the other person. That is one scenario. The other scenario is where when you give the feedback is because you also benefit from that situation. So, for example, you are a team lead and one of the team members, it's, I don't know, the, uh, the way that this team, this team member is behaving is creating uh, some people, other, other team members are a bit uncomfortable. Right. So then giving that feedback to the team member is not only about making the, that that person aware of a behavior that needs to be improved, but also 
benefiting from that improvement. So the team benefiting from that change. And this is what normally happens when you give uh, you do performance reviews, salary reviews, or even like a more, I wouldn't say top down, but like uh, you, you are responsible for something and you need to go to someone and tell them something. Then it's because that, that behavior, whatever that might be, is creating an issue and you want that behavior fixed so that everyone grows. And those situations are very, very different because the friendly one is easy. So look, like you are my friend. Uh, I'm just trying to look after you here. You do whatever you want with this behavior. This is another thing. When you give a feedback to someone and you are in just purely focused on, on the well-being of that person, you don't need to force that feedback. You don't need to force the acceptance of that feedback. So look, I'm just, I have your best interest at mind. I just wanted to share with you what I think about what you're doing. But ultimately, it's up to you to do whatever. Yeah? Another thing is to say, look, I'm, I'm your boss. I'm the team lead or I'm the, the whatever. I need that fixed because otherwise our relationship is not going to work. And that's a very different relationship. Sorry, I'm I think this is a very good point to talk about uh, performance reviews and salary reviews and their relationship with feedback. Right. So should the so performance, one of the things that we always used to talk about was that um, when well, we were trying to get this thing right, where we basically were ba basing kind of doing peer reviews and we felt that actually in order to even the salaries should be uh, reviewed by peers. Right. And we, we went through that. And one thing that happened uh, was the first kind of problem that we hit there was that when peer, peers are providing each other feedback and doing performance reviews, when salary was involved, they were always very generous to each other about the review because the salary is involved. And they don't want to be the, the, the person, the Scrooge, that is you know, impacting their peers' salary. Now... And we always try to say to them, well, let's you know, try to take the emotion out of it. And we even try to kind of uh, provide two separate types of reviews, the kind of the general feedback on getting better and the performance salary thing. So my question is, can you, should you be uh, attaching performance review to feedbacks? Or is there a way to detach it even? The way I address it, I separate those two. This is what I'm saying. Like the one thing is, if I if I really just want to focus on improvement and getting better in alignment, I think that the person that wants the feedback they should take take charge. They should decide where they go to ask for feedback so that they can improve. They should not be waiting or complaining because they don't get feedback from someone because they themselves don't go out giving feedback to everyone either, right? So, but when it comes to uh, uh, salary reviews or performance reviews, that is not a feedback anymore. That's an evaluation. So this is also for me is just distinct. So sometimes people say, oh, I'm getting feedback during my performance review. No, you are not getting feedback. You might also get feedback 
But the most, the, the focus of that conversation is an evaluation of your performance, right? And that is done. You can ask for feedback from other people. So like, hey, how do you think that this person is doing? And even that feedback could, could also be considered a, a, an evaluation. Because when you ask people, hey, can you tell me how this other person is doing? Because we, we have a performance review. They're not giving feedback. They're asking, giving their evaluation. Right, so you can then say that any feedback is an evaluation, like, sort of. whether it has whether no. it has an impact in your salary. It's or a perspective, not. isn't it? It's <laughs> an evaluation uh, from a perspective. Uh, I, I can understand. Yes, you could say the same. You, I, I could say that it's tainted. Let's say the feedback is tainted. Uh, uh, let's say the consequences are much higher. No, than it's not uh, only that. <clears throat> it's not only that, because I understand that, like, maybe if you just look, I, I would not be able to give you the dictionary uh, definition of each one of those words. Yeah, but I, I probably can try to explain what I mean by that. I think that when you give feedback, the person giving feedback or even receiving should not have any consequences. Right. So it's basically like, look, I want to share this with you. Uh, and it's up to you if you want to act on that. Or, look, I want to know your opinion, but it's also up to me what I'm going to do with that information. But and it's also, but, but it, is, it is also always up to the person. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you come to me as a team leader, whatever, and say, hey, there's a problem here. We really need to fix this. Or is Basically, there, you know, you, you are making it explicit that, you know, there could be consequences if things don't improve, right? But, you are still within your right to apply that or not. And many people don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? And no, that's no, why, sure. you know, so things, sure. things escalate from there. Sure. But that's but, the, but that's example, the at that point, you don't have a consequence. But when you get to the actual performance review or salary review, in that instance, now it has consequences. It, it now is a pure evaluation. The feedback was given before. I said, look, throughout the year or throughout the quarter or whatever, I've been giving you feedback of areas that you would need to improve or areas that had to be changed. And at that point, I was giving you the chance because there was no immediate consequences. I was giving you advice and, and feedback and stuff so that you could act on it because there will be a point where there will be an evaluation. And at that point, it has consequences because we are going to measure your performance. And that is not feedback. That is an evaluation with consequences. The other ones are, I'm giving you information and feedback and advice in how to improve. Okay, I, I understand the, the sentiment. Yeah, there's not necessarily agree, but I, I understand what you mean. Um, Jurai is, is bringing up a question, which is okay, but the question was how to foster uh, feedback. And I wanted to bring in another topic as well, which is radical candor. Right or giving feedback and and saying to people, you know, without any filter, let's let's put it like this, no, or being very uh, explicit on on what you're saying or rough or whatever, versus um, you know other approaches where you kind of sugarcoat it a bit more, or maybe are not as direct with what you're saying and so on. Right, and I, I'll it's start with my. Well, Yare, but just a quick one. Yare should know he lives in Holland. They are <laughs> they are a bit too good at radical candor. 
<laughs> no, I, I think again, there, there, there's a couple of things here, right? Like radical candor. Some people take it better than others. Right? Some people actually seek seek it out, no? And some people are better at, uh, you know, delivering without filter. You know, just being very direct with with what they uh, want to say, no? Um, and th that's fine. You know, we all take feedback differently, et cetera, et cetera. But you do need to think about why it is that you're doing it. And you do need to uh, think that even if that's the preferred way that you like to give feedback, you still need to master giving it differently <laughs> because there are also consequences to to how you uh, deliver feedback. No? So on one side is, am I doing this because, you know, <laughs> For lack of a better word, no, I'm, I'm a jerk, right? And I just burn things out. I don't care about the other, you know, if the other person's gonna feel bad about this or not. Yeah, that, which goes a, a bit beyond, uh, you know, helping them grow and and that kind of stuff. I just saying whatever, no. Um, and uh, the other thing is, if I am choosing this uh, method of delivery, right? What are the consequences of that? Because it's not the same, you know, me going to my manager, you know, and, and using radical candor, <laughs> no, and just burning out whatever it is that I want. And this is where I also feel like the uh, uh, power imbalance is is quite important because there are consequences in, in many areas. This is why people may choose not to give you feedback, no, uh, because you know there will be a repercussion. They don't, they're not too confident that they can deliver that feedback. Uh, in, in an appropriate way, right? So all of those things I, I, I think that are also a play. Uh, if you're trying to create a culture, a successful feedback culture, you no, know, creating that space where people feel like they can give the feedback independently of which position they're playing and so on, right? So that's one aspect. And second, uh, building up the skills so that even if people have a preference, you no. Know, on a style of receiving feedback or giving feedback, they can still tune the message so that they, well, the means, no, in order for the message to arrive uh, uh, safely. Yeah. For the message. One thing I would say to, uh, as uh, in this is that, especially when it comes to receiving feedback, uh, you can't simply learn to receive different kind of feedback. Certain cultures, it's a big no-no to have a very direct um, criticism, let's say. Others, it's actually quite accepted. And when you are brought up in a particular way, regardless of how much you practice, and you can practice to get better at uh, receiving things in a certain way, but you can't change it. You're like up to a certain point, your culture kind of shapes your brain. So th this is like, I was actually not joking about um, the uh, the kind of the Dutch people because I was in a, in a team where they had to go through cultural training because they were basically <laughs> peeving every single English person in, in their vicinity to the point where, you know, it was really hurting their company. And, but, but, but to come back to the reason I'm saying all this is that it's, I think you were saying a bit of that as well, is that it's easier to uh, 
change your delivery according to how you think it should be perceived than to apply a kind of delivery and just say everyone else should just learn to to deal with it. To deal with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's culture, no, you just tell yeah. it like it is. No. <laughs> but, but there is an Maybe element not. of trust as well. Like, for example, if, even if you take like the, the three of us, right? So so we, we are not only colleagues at work, but we are also friends. And, and every now and again, we have our own heated debates and stuff. So there are, for example, if one of you uh, comes at me blazing, shouting at me as, hey, I think you screwed up and blah, 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 blah. I will listen, right? I will take that. I will ignore how you spoke to me. I will be focused on what you are saying because it doesn't matter how you are speaking to me because we have enough trust that you might be a bit pissed off or whatever, but I would ignore that. Like, so I'll just like this, yeah, whatever. And right? informality. It's almost like informality. You know, you kind of, it doesn't matter how you speak because. Exactly. Yeah. So, because like, I know that you're just pissed off, but we're going to have a beer afterwards and that's okay. Right. So, but I will focus on what you were trying to say. Yeah. I might even answer at the same tone, but like, it doesn't matter. We will resolve it. I'm not, we are open to resolve. But you need to have a, uh, because I'm trying to get back to the, uh, how do you put that? Was that a condor? Radical, Radical condor. condor. Radical condor. Or yeah. so. It's a book. <laughs> right. So, so, so I think that we are far more open when we have a relationship of trust. For example, you know that regardless of how the person spoke to you, you know that the person doesn't want to cause you harm. Right? They might be pissed off. They might, but they, they don't want anything bad for you they just want we are the, you you have enough trust to know that we are on the same page we want the same thing and, and stuff yeah but that would not be true with someone that doesn't have the degree of trust if someone comes to you and says something to you but you don't have that degree of trust or relationship you don't care what, what the person is saying you care how they said it and you're going to react accordingly Right. So and this is for me is, is also very important. So as I think the reason I'm saying that because Mesh, I thought that it was quite insightful uh, in, in terms of like uh, you cannot teach someone how to receive feedback. This is where I was coming from, because like you receive feedback according to who you who is giving feedback to you. Right. There's an emotional reaction almost, mm -hmm. but you can teach how you give feedback. So so then people are more aware, regardless of the degree of or, or friendship or trust you have, you can still put a feedback across that the degree of uh, trust is less relevant because you are putting yeah. that more mildly. You know, or you can tailor it even. You know how to tailor it. You know, some people, you know, I can say this and they will, they will hear it. They won't worry about how I'm saying it. Others, I need to beat around the bush quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, they will get it eventually because, you know, but I do need to to be gentle about it, right? So, so you, you just have to know your know your audience, in, and you know that's a communication skill. It's the same skill that applies to many other conversation types, right? Not just feedback. Yeah. So, so Gerai, what you were saying, like Gerai, you were saying, like, uh, okay, but as a company, how do we foster feedback to have it flow? Because I was asking uh, uh, Gerai, like, for example. Uh, what do you mean like fostering feedback? Is it giving feedback, receiving feedback, or both? I would even asking for it. And then he said, like, just to let it flow. 
the 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 thing that I struggle, and I and this is also for you, Mesh and Jose, when you talk about creating a, a a feedback culture, I normally find it very artificial when you create mechanisms for people to give feedback to others. Right, all the efforts that we had were okay. We're gonna have a round of feedback. We're gonna have a one to ones uh, or every two weeks or, or or like when you do uh, peer reviews, we collect feedback from different people. All of those mechanisms, I don't find them natural, right? Because like you are always creating a system for people to give feedback when they don't want to give the feedback, right? They are being asked to give a feedback or being forced to go to certain meetings. For me, like uh, I would rather to be in a place where the company doesn't need to do anything. It's more like I would encourage people to ask for the feedback, which is different, right? So then, for example, I would like to be in a place where we have enough. Um, I don't. I don't like to use terms like psychological safety because I, I don't want to simplify a complex problem, right? I, I normally, when we use those terms, you banalize the whole thing. But the, but I want to. I want to create a space where I feel comfortable to go to someone and ask for the feedback. Yeah. So that for me, but then you need to go and ask. You cannot just complain that you don't get, right? So, and if you don't feel comfortable to ask for a feedback for whatever reason, you need to escalate that. So what are you, but, but, you, but I, I, for me, that culture is like, it needs to come from the individual that wants the feedback because otherwise, when someone needs to give a feedback, you are normally giving a feedback because you want to solve a problem. You are not just having the best interest of the person in mind. You are having your team best interest or your company best interest or your uh, project best interest. And you are giving the feedback because you want to address a problem. You want that person to change, to solve a problem, not because you care about that person. And yeah, that's the dynamics. Yeah, but, that, but then again, you're kind of, I think, mixing both things right one is you know why the, the reason why you get the feeling and the reason why you why the organization acts in certain way to enable you know that culture that we're talking about and there's a couple of things i i have a couple of things <laughs> to say here right one is <clears throat> you said uh, not do anything and then immediately say encourage people to do that's that is doing something yeah so uh, so okay. as an organization, yeah, okay. there's an aspect of encouraging people. And part of that is uh, encouraging the leaders or the people that others identify with to do it and, and basically demonstrate the behaviors that you want other people to, to show in the organization. Because that's one of the ways that you shape uh, culture, through identification with leaders, you know, especially uh, at, uh, at points of crisis. Now, when things are, then how those leaders react you know, tells you a lot about how you should react, no, or how you should behave, no. So that's that's one aspect. So encouraging the leaders in the organization to do that, and and for themselves to encourage other people to to do it, that's that's one aspect. Yeah. Sorry, but before then, you move to the other one, how, what what is an example of it? For example, it's like the leader themselves, people in position of leadership, they go to people and ask for feedback. Is that what you were saying? That's one example. Yeah. Right. So you asking for feedback when you finish a meeting and saying, hey, you know, like, what do you think? Is there anything I can improve with this or whatever? Right. And 
that would be that the, would I see a bit would actually, are, that, you can finish it but I'd see a bit of a problem with that but anyway <laughs> let's move on <laughs> right, no no it's, it's fine I, I'm, yeah. I'm saying this is one example no, of, yes, of yes. how you uh, did that and um, and again it doesn't have to be you know at that point uh, where you're trying to give feedback to change the you know the behavior or, or the thing that you're trying to resolve yeah at that point maybe asking for feedback is not the best uh, thing although you could yeah and then that person would tell you maybe how you went about it wrong right like if you wanted give to give feedback on your feedback yeah exactly give feedback you can on carry the, on, on forever the... no, no. no no exactly so so that's so the, the first rule of feedback is no feedback on the feedback yeah mm -hmm. so that's that's the first uh, uh, rule of feedback uh, but uh, but the idea there is basically you are showing that it is okay to ask for feedback and to give feedback independently of you know where you sit in the organization or what kind of responsibilities you have and so on. And that is something that people can emulate. Yeah. Uh, also, how you behave to that feedback will send a message as well. So if you ask for feedback, you better be ready to shut up and listen, even if you don't like what you're gonna hear. Right, you can cry about it afterwards, <laughs> but but it is it is the it is part of that. No, then the second thing is about creating that uh, environment of, of trust. Uh, well, you you said uh, psychological safety or whatever. Like uh, this in in Patrick Lanisioni's uh, model, no, is is about uh, trust, and he explains it as a vulnerability. Right, you need to show that people can be vulnerable. Yeah, and that starts with you. For instance, saying, hey, I screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do this well and recognizing that. And, you know, it's it's okay. Let's see how we can learn. Please help me, you know, improve on this. How should I have approached it differently, etc. right? And showing that vulnerability would make it easier for others to show that they're also vulnerable, right? And again, when people are uh, vulnerable, you don't attack them. The whole point, like if someone opens up and say, oh, I screwed up, and they go, oh, yes, I knew it. <laughs> that's, not a, <laughs> that's the fastest way to get the opposite <laughs> reaction, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but you do, you know, you have that aspect. No, you're encouraging people by leading by example and, you know, showing and, and how you react to the feedback that you are given is also a, a thing, no? And then uh, creating that space. Now, how do you create that space? Because that sounds great. No, people will open up, and you know, it's you design the rules for that to happen, right? And you can say, you know, hey, we're gonna have a. It's kind of like a what it's done in a retrospective and this kind of thing, right? Like you, you set some boundaries, you no, know, about how you want the team to behave or or whatever, right? And and. Everyone agrees to those, and then you start having conversations. And that's not going to happen from one day to the next, right? If people are not talking and they're not telling each other what the issues are, you don't expect, you know, you, you put some uh, post-its on the wall, that's not going to make it happen, right? What's going to make it happen is that people actually follow those rules, and then they start having smaller, less problematic conversations, yeah, that get addressed through those rules, and that's how the rules kind of, build that uh that safety yeah uh and then you can start tackling other problems yeah so that's that's kind of how you work on that and in order to do that 
you also uh, give the the team or the the people that you're working with the tools in order for them to be able to communicate better. Yeah, these are things like nonviolent communication and this kind of stuff, right? Like they will allow them to say what they're feeling and kind of like give some shape, no, to to how they are feeling about the thing, which normally comes up, you know, tangled up with a bunch of things. How I'm feeling, what the the critique was, and the you know, and the request, and no, and you kind of give them so, certain tools to split that up and be able to communicate better, but also to understand the other person, kind of empathize with the other person, you know, so that you can apply the rules uh, to them. Oh, this is what they're saying. This is what, uh, and, and if you allow that to, to happen, you give them the rules, you you build the space and, and enforce that. And this is, for instance, what happens, you know, when you look at, uh, I call it um, AA, no, I'm, uh, Anonymous, uh, Alcoholic Anonymous. Anonymous. And all these things that you see in the movies where everyone's sitting in a circle and then there's one person that's, this is called holding the group, right? So basically you create that space where if someone is going out of the, no, and criticizing whatever you kind of like, this is not what we do here. You know, you should stop now, whatever. And that is already sending a message that, you know, it's not okay to behave in that way, et cetera, et cetera, right? If you just put the postage on the wall and then, you know, don't really use it or whatever, that's not going to work. Yeah. But those are like the basic uh, tools. Sometimes you don't need the tools because, you know, people already have this kind of common baseline of, you know, uh, as I mentioned before in the culture, no, the the, uh, the assumptions no, of how things should go or the values that people uh, discuss, right? And that gives you a very good base. But uh, if you need to design it, right, those will be, for me, the, the basic steps to, to take. Right, so so I have a few. Uh, maybe we, it's probably time. <laughs> I have a few. Let's do that as a final thoughts as well, because we're already quite a bit yeah. bit out. So, so let's do it as final thoughts. Yeah. So <laughs> the the, I think that okay, I'll do that as a final thoughts. Uh, I think that yes, there are things that we can do as an organization. Uh, but I I normally would rely less on those mechanisms and I would focus more on what I can do as an individual. For example, as an organization, as you mentioned, Jose, yes, the leaders of the organization or any person, not the founders, I'm talking about all the way in. Yeah, anyone anyone in a leadership position, whether it is formal or informal. Yeah. Everyone, right? So showing vulnerability. Uh, so asking for help. Uh, and stuff. So, so that is create or also providing some tools. But again, this is where it gets a bit tricky because you say like, I don't want to say, hey, the whole company now should read nonviolent communication. We should actually say that, but that doesn't mean that they will, right? So, but but so there is the, an element of what but we did put it in the foundational training. Eh? No, we put we that in put the them in the, this yeah, side. So, it's not like it's not. There is yeah. some aspect of it. So, so there is an element of, yes, I, I trust less company initiatives and formal cycles because, for example, every time that you create a system where people are pushed to give feedback, the feedback that you get on those cycles are normally not the, the, the real feedback, you know, because it's not natural. Well, I think for me what always worked better and now more as an individual than whatever the company was doing, is me taking charge. 
is like, okay, I'm in doubt if what I'm doing is aligned with the company. So who are the people that can give me that information? I'm gonna give that feedback. I'm gonna ask for that feedback from one type of person. Or the way that I'm behaving in my, my project, like I would love to know if, I, if people feel that I'm contributing or how can I improve? Who are the best people that, to tell me what I could improve? The people that are right next to me is not the founder of the company, is my colleague that he works with me every single day. Those people are in a much better position to tell me what I can improve than someone that is not even in the project. If I want to ask for career progression within a company, then yes, that might be my line manager. That might be some people outside my project. But that is more an advice than anything else. Or if it's career in general, why not even be someone in the company? And, and I believe that in my career, I've, I've been very good at understanding those things. So it's the feedback that I want is for me to grow I, or to do better or to align or to evolve my career. And I was very good at understanding the difference of all those questions and what I want to do with this information and actually go out and seek for that, seek, seek that, that advice or, or, or feedback, right? So I, I would encourage people to do that and if, but if they are asking for feedback and they're not getting, then yes, they should escalate and the company should say like, why this person is not getting the feedback. And you could be looking for the feedback and getting, you know. <laughs> so, but also be prepared. Yeah. Like every time you are asking for feedback, ask for feedback for someone that you trust or, or, or when people say things, be open to what, whatever they're going to say, right? So, also, also it's, it's better to ask for specific rather than general. Mm -hmm. Like one thing that I, I personally, unless it's related to a particular a recent thing, like, you know, you're coming out of a presentation, say like, do you have any feedback for me? And you know that it's about the presentation. But then someone sits in general and says, do you have any feedback for me? Like, yeah. you know. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> so, so like, exactly. So be, you know, be more specific. But one thing I, I we, we have to land soon, but one thing I would say is that, yes, there is a definitely a, a individual responsibility and ask for feedback and to grow yourself and so on. But I do like uh, the uh, feedback is a mechanism for an organization to improve uh, for individuals, but the organization as a whole to improve. And, and I think companies should foster a culture of feedback from the kind of things that Jose, you were saying, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's about, Training is about helping is for helping people understand, but it's also about encouraging certain types of behaviors, whether that that is through example or through through the kind of conversations that you're you're having. Uh, but it is a useful mechanism within the organization to improve the organization as a whole. So I think it should be both central, like you're saying, individually ask for feedback, but I think companies should also work towards creating cultural. Um, in a cultural environment where feedback or a culture of feedback flourishes. I think that's, uh, it's important. Okay. Um, yeah, I... Final thoughts from you, Jose, and I'll ask Sandra, because I, Sandra, I don't think you also final thoughts. <laughs> so, so final thoughts. Yeah. First rule of feedback, no feedback on the feedback. That's uh -huh. very, if you ask for feedback, you just take it. 
if someone wants to give you feedback, just take it, right? Yes. Maybe ask questions if you want to understand more because sometimes it's not very clear, right? Yeah. Uh, but no feedback on the feedback. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it really doesn't matter. Like it takes away from, it actually puts the other person, let's say, or lets the other person know that you're getting defensive, basically. That's how that's, how that's being interpreted, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you just shut up. Take the feedback, and then maybe you can have a second conversation. Say, oh, by the way, you mentioned this thing or this thing or this thing, and you know, I would like to uh, give you some more context, whatever, right? Uh, so that's one. Uh, second, if you're going to work on something, work on encouraging people to give feedback. Uh, start by leading uh, with your with the example, you know, um, and how you react to asking for feedback will also send a message. So you know, ask for feedback and make sure that. It's, it's clear that you want the feedback and that everyone is welcome to to provide it, right? Um, and then you can work on training people to give feedback and all, all of these other things. And of course, uh, in order to to do that, also you know, don't go the radical candor kind of route. No, uh, there are many ways uh, that you can give feedback, and you you know you should learn how to. Uh, Tune your message, tailor you know, to ta yeah. tailor your your message, no, uh, according to the person that's going to be receiving it, because that's also quite important. No, in the end, you when you ask for feedback or you you're giving feedback, you are kind of looking for a change, no, uh, in the behavior and so on. So you know, it's in your best interest for that message to be as well received as possible, right? So learn the tools as well, and uh, that will be it. Thank you, Jose. Sandra, do you have any additional? No? <laughs> own it. Own it. Go after the feedback. Don't ex don't wait for anyone to give feedback. If you if it's for you, if it's for yourself to improve, learn who you should ask. Uh, different people offer you different types of feedback, and not everyone's opinion is the same uh, or has the same weight. So be very smart when you go after for feedback. Understand really what you want what what you want to do with that feedback and be very selective in who you ask as well. Uh, so, and at the same time also, like treat people how you want it to be treated. If you want to, to receive a lot of feedback, ask yourself how often I'm giving the feedback and don't give yourself excuses in, not, in why you are not giving feedback because the other people can have the same excuse in why they're not giving you feedback. That's what I would say. Thank you very much. Uh, everything good? I think I would echo both of your comments. Uh, it's an important thing. It's a good thing to learn to give as well as to receive. Uh, so uh, this is the final. So I would say thank you very much for listening, uh, especially for, to the people that uh, participated in the live debate. Um, if, you, if you like these conversations, uh, subscribe, like, comment, and also um, suggest. I mean, today's topic was suggested by one of our uh, listeners. So Marina, suggest new Marina topics. Savchenko. Savchenko, that's right. Marina Savchenko. And thank you very much for suggesting that topic. We enjoyed talking about it as well. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, have a, Everyone have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll see you all in the new year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.